On Shabbos, we read the Aftar of Aparshas Mekates, which is truly a rarity. Typically, it's superseded by the Aftar of Hanukkah. In fact, we have only read this Aftar four times in the last 50 years. And the Aftar recounts one of the most dramatic stories in all of Tanakh. Two women who are living in the same house come before Shloyma HaMelech fighting over a baby. Each of these women had given birth to baby boys at about the same time, and tragically one of the babies died, and each woman claimed that the living baby was hers. Shloim HaMelech listens to both sides, and he says, That's easy. I know how to settle this dispute. Bring me a sword, and I'll cut the baby in half, and I'll give half to you and half to you. Mother number one says, Sounds like a great solution. Cut the baby in half. Upon hearing this outrageous suggestion, mother number two cries out, Your Majesty, give her the life child, but please don't kill it. Upon hearing that, Shloyma Melech jumps up and he says, Give this woman the life child. He imoy, she is the mother. So we understand why Shloyma Melech would suggest to cut the baby in half, because he tried to determine who was the true mother. So he came up with this brilliant plan. And since this woman showed compassion for the baby, it became clear to all that she was the one that gave birth to this live baby. But how do we understand the other woman? Which mother would want to kill a little baby? Even if it's not their baby. Who is she, Hamas? She's a Jewish mother. She doesn't have a heart. Who is capable of such cruelty? So the Meiri says something astonishing. And he bases it on a medrash. He says, These were not just two ordinary women that came to Shloim HaMelech. These two women were a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Masa Shehoya Kachoya. The daughter-in-law had just gotten married and she became pregnant with her first child. And while pregnant, she tragically lost her husband. Alpitaira, a woman whose husband dies without children, falls Yibum to her late husband's brother. But she was expecting a baby. And if she has a baby, there's no Yibum. So problem solved. However, the baby she gave birth to died. And now she would have to either marry one of her husband's brothers or one of them would have to perform Chalitza. But her late husband didn't have any brothers. He was her mother-in-law's only son. And if that's the case, she's off the hook. Problem is, at about the same time she gave birth, her mother-in-law also gave birth to a baby boy. And now she's in a major quandary. She would have to wait 13 years for this baby, her new brother-in-law, to become bar mitzvah and be recognized as a gadol so that he can perform chalitza. And only then will she be able to marry again. And she doesn't want to wait that long. And she panics. She realizes that if her baby is dead and her mother-in-law has a new baby, she will be in Aguna for 13 years. So what does she do? She comes to court and she says, the living baby is mine. And if she has a live child, she no longer has to wait for Yibum or Chalitza. But her shviger challenges her. And she says, the baby that's alive is in fact mine. And when Shloim HaMelech suggests that they cut the baby in half, the daughter-in-law thinks, that's a great idea. Sure, go ahead. And that's perfect for her. Because if she can't avoid Yibam by being awarded the baby, then killing the baby serves the same purpose. Because if there's no surviving brother-in-law, there's no Yibam. So she says, 
either give me the baby and I'll avoid Yibum, or cut the baby in half, in which case I'm also potter from Yibum. What an incredible Me'iri. The question we have to ask ourselves is, who is capable of killing a weak old baby? It's unfathomable that a Jewish mother would be capable of such a heinous act. And perhaps this story teaches us of what people who don't have a karsa toiv are capable of. Here you have a young man, a ben yachid, an only child. His parents invest all their hopes and dreams for future descendants into this child. And along comes this young woman and they entrust her with their precious son as a husband. They bring her into their home. They embrace her as one of their own. She becomes the daughter they never had. The couple is married for a short time and tragically the young man passes away. And the parents are heartbroken. They're shattered. Their whole world comes crashing down on them. And miraculously, at an advanced age, the mother-in-law is Zoycha to another son. And now she has reason to live again. And because you don't want to wait for Chalitza, you're willing to kill their little baby? How heartless can you be? You want to compound her grief of losing her young married son by killing her new baby? And this stems from a lack of a karasatayv. When you are kafitayv and don't recognize the good that people do for you, you will end up committing the most evil acts imaginable. And the prime example of this is what we are witnessing playing out every day on the world stage. The IDF has the power to flatten Gaza in one day. Yet, more than any other army in the world, it goes to great lengths to avoid civilian casualties, even putting their own soldiers at risk. And despite these efforts, the world still accuses them of genocide. Anytime there's a natural disaster anywhere in the world, be it an earthquake, tsunami or hurricane, Israel is the first country to send life-saving supplies and equipment, trained professionals, search and rescue teams, instinctively, without compensation. Because we are Noisa Ba'il. This is one of our trademarks. As Yidin, we are Rahmanim. We feel someone else's pain. But when we want to defend ourselves from the most evil terrorist organization in the world, the UN comes together as one to condemn us. Where is the Akarasatai? Just a few months ago, Turkey suffered a devastating earthquake, 7.8 on the Richter scale. Tens of thousands were trapped under the rubble. And Israel was the first country to respond to the crisis, both remotely and on the ground. And just a half a year later, after the Jewish people suffered the greatest tragedy since the Holocaust, the president of Turkey calls Israel a terrorist state and at the same time defends Hamas as freedom fighters. A few weeks ago, over a million people attended an anti-Israel rally in Istanbul. The very same people the Israelis helped rescue from the rubble. When people lack Akar Satayv, they lose all of their morals. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.